Welcome to CBJ episode 19. We got banger of an episode. As you all know, tomorrow is Super Bowl Sunday. Chiefs and the Bucks going at it for Super Bowl 55 in Tampa. We've got all your coverage you need. Talking Bucks, Chiefs, um, and uh, everything you need to know ahead of the big game. But before we get into uh, Super Bowl preview, we are going to dive into hot takes. Uh, we um, want to talk about Brooklyn Nets with their super teams, KD, Kyrie, and Harden. Um, Bradley Beal may want to get traded, so we'll talk about that. And uh, we'll end with the biggest news in NFL recent week with Matthew Stafford heading to L.A. for Jared Goff and a few picks. With that, I'm going to um, hand it off to Jason for his hot take. Yeah, first hot take is if the Brooklyn Nets are a super team with a trio of Kyrie, Harden, and Kevin Durant. And right now, it's hard to tell. It's still pretty early. Um, they've only played a few games together. It's only been like two, three weeks. So it's hard to tell. But like when you look at that talent, that is a super team when you look at, um, you know, what they've done in the past. But it's going to come down to the playoffs. And if you can't, you know, compete in the playoffs with three superstars, then it's like this team is not really a super team. You look at Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and Klay Thompson. That was a super team they were able to win two NBA finals together. And Katie, Kyrie, and Harden, three great talents in the NBA. Two of them are arguably top five, and another one arguably uh, top 15. So I think the talent's there, but super team is when it comes down to win it all. So right now, they're not a super team in the regular season. They are, if that makes sense. You know, I got to agree with Jason there. Right now, I do not think they are a super team, but they definitely have potential to be a super team. You know, they got three good stars there, but at this moment, I still don't think all three of those players can coexist in the same team altogether. They've been doing all right, but I don't think they have the looks of a super team at this moment. They definitely have the potential to get there. It can get there, but to be a super team, they have to be able to do it in the playoffs, and I don't know if they're showing that to be able to do it right now. So, Brandon, off to you. Yeah, I think it's definitely uh, early, as Jason mentioned. They've only played six games together, and after last night, the whole KD situation, um, they may not play for a couple uh, games. And when they play as a trio, they're definitely a great team. But Pam mentioned, you got to be good in the playoffs, not just in the regular season. And I don't think this team has enough to uh, win a championship. Shane? On that note, I agree with Brandon because you have to be good in the playoffs and not and not and um and have to be good in the regular season and you have to be good in the playoffs. And I think like what you and Jason said, Cam. Um, I think that they have a potential to be a super team, but I don't think they're there yet. I think they have to make maybe like two play win a playoff series or two in order to be for me to consider them a super team. All right, our second hot take, we're going to start with Shane. And do you think Bradley Beal should get traded? Uh, we know that the Wizards are the worst team in the East with a 5-14 and 14 record. Uh, he has shot 33 points per game, five rebounds, about four and five assists a game. Should he get traded, um, or do you think he can take these Wizards um, to a good run? Well, me well i'm kind of divided on this maybe there's some parts of me that i think he should be traded and there's some parts of me that think he shouldn't well the part that i think he should be traded is that 
again, the Wizards have are like the low are in the have the lowest record in the East right now, and so and he's trying to do whatever he can to make his team win, but he's not doing that. So I think they need to surround him with better talent. Maybe during this off season, they may have to do some signings. And then there's this other side of me that thinks he shouldn't with, with this. I think they should sign more talent in free agency. Well, Westbrook did sign with the wizards this off season with a trade from Houston. And, um, but we've seen that, uh, They've not been doing well, and that uh, maybe it is time for Bradley Beal to move on. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, I think Bradley Beal, he's actually happy in Washington, according to a lot of reports. Uh, I mean, 33 points, it definitely means you're carrying your team. There's only a few players you can say they've averaged that amount. It's like James Harden, Kobe, Michael Jordan. So it's a lot to say for uh, Bradley Beal to do that. But I don't think you should give up too early, to be honest. Uh, yes, they are, what, 5 and 14. I still think that there's hope. I think the Thomas Bryant injury early in the year definitely was pretty bad for them. Uh, Russell Westbrook, he's looked solid. I wouldn't say he's as an explosive scorer as he was last year, but he's still putting up some triple doubles, just low, lower scoring numbers because – Bradley Beal is taking a lot of shots away from him. But for the sake of Bradley Beal's career, I think it could be better for him to move on from Washington. I mean, he's played there for nine years, and that's pretty crazy that he's stayed that loyal to that franchise. Uh, and then he signed an extension uh, just a year or two ago, I believe. So he's going to be there for a little while longer. I don't know uh, how much longer he'll be there, but I think for now he should stay. He could want to request a trade, but I think that give Bradley Beal a few more months and see what happens. You know, I got to agree with Jason there. It's pretty obvious that they're struggling there in Washington. But, you know, I don't think Bradley Beal should get traded just yet. Like you said, he's averaging 33 points a game, five rebounds, about five assists. He's playing fairly well. And, you know, if Russ can step up, maybe if they bring in a few more guys that can really help the team, I think they have potential there. You know, I know they're not doing too good right now, but Beal's been playing great. Russ has ability to play great. And, you know, if they bring in a few more guys, possibly, then they could be up there. So I don't think they should get rid of him just yet. He's playing great. If they want to get rid of him to bring in a new draft picks or something like that and focus on the future more, then they could certainly do that. But at this moment, I don't think they should trade him just yet. All right, we've seen some mixed answers. Uh, some of us think we should get traded, some don't. We're going to move on to NFL for our last hot take. I'm going to uh, send it back to Cam. Did the Rams overpay to get Matthew Stafford? They uh, gave up not only Jared Goff, their first-round uh, pick, but they gave two first-round picks and one third-round pick just to get Stafford, who may only be there for one or two years. Cam? No, I think it's pretty obvious that the Rams certainly overpay for this. First off, they gave away two first-round picks to get Jared Goff, and now they're giving away two more picks to get rid of him. So that's four draft picks, and then the pick they select, selected with him first overall, that's five first-round draft picks that they are essentially giving away in this player. Um, 
you know, they drafted him first overall. Matthew Stafford was also drafted first overall. First time two first overall draft picks haven't swapped for each other, but it's pretty clear the Rams overpaid here. You know, Detroit, congratulations. You got some great highway robbery here with two first-round picks, Jared Goff and a third-round pick, and the Rams just got Stafford. I certainly don't think Stafford is worth this much, considering that he's only got a few years left. It is great for Detroit fans as they get to see Stafford possibly succeed more in L.A. And then they also get Goff, who has many more years left in his career, who was a decent quarterback. And then there's two first-round picks and the third-round pick. You know, the Rams, they're more focused on, I think, winning now, losing later. But, you know, I think the Houston fans looking at this trade team, how much is Deshaun worth now? Considering that that Stafford was worth two first-rounders. So, Houston fans and Detroit fans, I think this is both a win for you. If Deshaun Stentz leaves, maybe you can get more. I'll send it back to Jason. 100% agree with that. It's definitely a win-now move because you're giving up your future here for a quarterback who only has a few years left in his prime, even if he's kind of descending from his prime. I think Matthew Stafford was definitely underappreciated throughout his career, but they're just overrating the Rams at least are overrating him now he's been underrated his entire career but that was just a little bit too much uh then the two first round picks for Detroit's going to be really nice and then Jared Goff the first overall pick in 2016 who I can't mention they traded up for that was the draft that Goff went one Wentz went two uh I think Lions are going to be uh I don't see them really improving much next year because uh these picks won't be great right away we saw them draft number three overall, Jeff Okuda, in 2020. He was solid. He was injured for most of the year. It's looking like they could have gotten some other other players. Like, uh, they wouldn't be mad drafting Justin Jefferson uh, that high. So, I think Detroit is actually in a good position. And then the Rams win now mode. They have a great defense, pairing up a good quarterback with some good receivers and some running backs. And we'll see what happens. They definitely did overpay, but the Rams have a good roster now. I mean, I'm not trying to throw my own Rams fan bias in here, but, like, as a Rams fan, this hurts because I really like Jared Goff, and um, I think he was a good quarterback for our team. But I think Matthew Stafford would do good, too. But, like, it's not the same as Jared Goff. But, again, Matthew Stafford, they I think they're going to, like, they traded too much for him. I think he's worth little than he was in that trade they did. Like, what Jason said, like, they're overrating him to the – to the point where, like, they think he's, like, the best player ever. And um, basically, I I think, um, again, they they he he's worth less than he is, than, they, than the Rams uh, gave him. I totally agree, and uh, the Rams definitely overpaid. Um, they, like Cam mentioned, they gave up so many – uh, gave up a couple first-round picks to get Goff in the first place, and now they're using uh, more to get rid of him, and let alone he is a first-round pick. Um, Matthew Stafford's only going to be here for a couple more years. He's um, in his 30s, um, and I think the Rams don't make it to a Super Bowl in a few years. I think this pick is going to, uh, this trade is going to come back to bite them. And with that, that is going to end our hot takes. And Jason, take it away for Super Bowl 55 preview. Yeah, it's going to be a great Super Bowl Sunday coming up uh, tomorrow. Uh, Chiefs versus Bucks. 
a lot of drama going into it. Brady versus Mahomes. Some say it's young goat versus old goat. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, wanted to get into specifically on Tom Brady looking for his seventh Super Bowl ring, but this could be the first one that he does without Bill Belichick. So overall, do we think Brady will get his seventh ring and beat Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl? Brandon? I'm going to say 100% yes. Uh, the Bucks and the Chiefs have actually already played each other. They played Week 12 in the same stadium in Tampa Bay. It was a 27-24 game to the Chiefs, but I think Tom Brady has overcame since then and actually has not lost since that game against the Chiefs. Uh, we've seen he went to New Orleans and beat Drew Brees, went up north to beat uh, um, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. This is Tom Brady's year, and the Bucs have such a great offense. I don't want to talk too much about the offense, because we'll talk about that later, but Brady's getting a seventh ring in his first without Belichick. Cam? You know, I think I got to agree with you. You learn a lot from the first time you play a team, and although the Chiefs did look like they dominated the Bucs, I think the Bucs really learned from that game there. And, you know, to be honest here, are we really surprised that Brady's back in the Super Bowl? Not really. I mean, Bucks, they gave him the opportunity. They got, brought him in. Brady's the GOAT. And not surprised to, that he's going back to the game. And, you know, as a New England fan here, obviously you don't want to see Brady win with another team besides your own. But I don't want to see Mahomes win. And, he's the, and Brady's the GOAT. I want Brady to win another one. Set him ahead of Mahomes. Put Mahomes back in his place. Brady's a goat. I want Brady to win. Even though I don't really want to see him with another team, I'm rooting for him, and I want him to bring it home. Shane, what do you got? I'm in the vocal minority here. I think Mahomes is going to take it home with the Chiefs because I think the Chiefs have, like, better weapons on receiving. Like, they come on. They have the Legion of Zoom with Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, and I don't know about the other guy's name. But um, so, basically – I think because Mahomes has been throwing like a beast this year, like he always does. He's been um, playing well. He's been Tyree. I mean, he's been like, I don't know what to say, but like, and then also uh, Tyree Hill has also been catching for touchdowns. He's been going downfield trying to, and I'm rooting for him to win another Super Bowl because I'd love to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I'd love to see Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey bring one home. But, I mean, as a Patriots fan and as New England fans, I think we all have to, um, you know, if you're a Patriots fan, you got to root for uh, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, and the Buccaneers. Uh, I think uh, it definitely is going to feel a bit weird if it does happen when Brady, it, when and if Brady gets his seventh ring. But it the thing that I'm worried about is that it will um, ruin Bill Belichick's reputation because I feel like Brady was Brady would be Brady wouldn't be nothing of what he was today without Bill Belichick. And some people are kind of anti-Belichick and they think that Brady has always been great. And I think this game is a deciding factor. Uh, Belichick wouldn't be surprised if he's rooting for the Chiefs to, uh, you know, help up his reputation, but. Uh, even all, all Patriots fans, you got to root for Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Moving on to our second uh, major topic is if Patrick Mahomes beats the Buccaneers, 
double two Super Bowls back to back. Should he be in the GOAT conversation? We're gonna start with Cam. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that Mahomes will be in the GOAT conversation eventually in his career, especially if he wins two early in his career and beats Brady in one, especially, you know, could say Mahomes is definitely the GOAT of the new generation of quarterbacks so far. So eventually he could get there winning two early in his career, which is another reason why I want Brady to win because I don't want Mahomes to win too early, early in his career, like I said multiple times, and eventually possibly have the chance to pass Brady. If Mahomes win, he'd have two, and Brady would have six, which would give Mahomes a slight edge since he has 10-plus years left in his career and can definitely get back to the big game multiple times in his career. So I think eventually Mahomes definitely could be put in the GOAT conversation, which is why I want Brady to win, to give himself a slight more edge and beat Mahomes as well. Brandon, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to actually have to say, yes, uh, if he wins, he's definitely got to be in the GOAT conversation. Um, it's amazing at such a young age to not only uh, make it to the Super Bowl, it's definitely a hard task with only two teams making it, one from each conference. But what he's done at such a, a young age um, is kind of absurd. Um, you could say Brady was good when he was young, but he was drafted and one of the late round picks didn't think he was going to play Mahomes straight from college we knew he was going to be great I think um, this gives Brady some want to win because he doesn't want to let Mahomes get a second uh, like Kim mentioned because uh, Mahomes has plenty of uh, gas in his tank and um, if he wins a second I wouldn't be surprised if he catches Brady Shane what do you think I think he will be in the GOAT conversation because, again, like you said, he's been doing this at a young age, and I think it's amazing how he's doing this at a very young age. And, um, he's again, he's drafted straight out of college. Um, he, and then, again, Brady was drafted way low, like seventh, eighth, eighth, seventh, eighth round, and Mahomes was drafted, like, first round. And so, basically, I and doing the, and winning two Super Bowls back-to-back at, at, at this age, I think that would be great for his career and for his um, reputation. Yeah, I think that Mahomes will be in that conversation. I don't think that he makes the top 20 of all time just yet, personally. I think one more ring or one more MVP puts him in there. But right now, he's still 25 years old, so we can't make too many assumptions. But it would be crazy if Mahomes wins a lot more Super Bowls in his 20s. Brady won three in his 20s um, in the early 2000s. Then he had... um, they have a 10-year drought before he won another Super Bowl. So I think if Mahomes can keep his, you know, offense here with Kelsey and Hill staying on their team and maintaining a solid defense, the Chiefs, they're going to be a dynasty if they win the Super Bowl. And Mahomes, he's definitely going to get a lot of credit here. Uh, but if Tom Brady does beat Patrick Mahomes, it's going to be so hard for him to – you know, come back from come back and possibly be the GOAT because um, Tom Brady with six rings, we already have a lot of people have given him the title of the GOAT already. And if Patrick Mahomes can't beat him, then, you know, Patrick Mahomes might be the next great thing is what we're all saying. But if he can't beat him, you can't really become the GOAT if you can't beat the GOAT. So 
that's my take on it. But he definitely should be in the conversation. Uh, which quarterback has better weapons on offense? Both offenses look very explosive. Uh, the Bucks have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Scotty Miller, who thinks he's faster than Tyree Kill, Rob Gronkowski, and Cameron Brait. And then the Chiefs with Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, McCall Hardman, Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson, and others. Uh, Shane, who do you think has the better receiving core, Brady or Mahomes? I think the Chiefs, because come on, if you're called the Legion of Zoom, you probably have the best receiving core in the league. I mean, like, come on, Tyree Kill is nicknamed Sachita. He's like one of the fastest receivers in there. Sammy Watkins is pretty underrated. And also, I think Travis Kelsey is a good tight end. He's probably one of the best tight ends in the league with George Kittle. Yeah, I would think so, too. Uh, I think that the Chiefs, they have uh, two of the best receiving options in football right now. The thing I'm worried about is that the Buccaneers have a lot more depth in that category. The Chiefs have the superstars, but the Bucs have a lot of stars. So I don't really know how it adds up. I personally think that um, uh, Mahomes will be very reliant on both Hill and Kelsey, but Brady... He can pretty much throw to anyone on offense on the field, uh, and he can count on the catch it. I don't know if I'd um, count on Demarcus Robinson or Sammy Watkins to consistently make plays, but I know I can count on Antonio Brown, Godwin, Scotty Miller, Mike Evans, Gronk, all those guys, um, you know, to get me a first down. I think that Hill is unarguably a top three receiver in football, and Travis Kelsey, he's close to the best tight end. Um, it's a debate between him and Kittle, in my opinion. Uh, but I think uh, the star power of the Buccaneers would lead me to pick the Buccaneers at the better receiving core. Cam? Yeah, I got to agree with Jason there. Although the Chiefs do have the speed advantage in this game, like you said, the Bucs definitely have the more star power and the better depth. You know, they got two great receivers in Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Like you said, they can count on Antonio Brown and Scotty Miller and Gronk Bright, Tyler Johnson, who made the great catch. You know, they got a better depth chart. The Chiefs, you could say, has, you know, like you said, Shane, the speed game with Tyreek, the great tight end in Kelsey, Miko Herman, who's also got speed, Robinson, who's got speed. So if you're talking about speed, it's the Chiefs. If you're talking about overall depth, I think it's the Bucks, like Jason said. So like you said, I don't really know how it's going to balance out. But if you're talking about a whole depth chart better of weapons, I think it's definitely the Bucks. But if you want one great receiver, you got Tyreek Hill and the Chiefs. So it's really up in the air. But overall, the better everything altogether, I think, is the box. What do you got, Brandon? Yeah, this is probably one of the tougher decisions. Two great offenses. Uh, we couldn't have asked for um, two better teams. Uh, like uh, people have mentioned, the Chiefs are all about speed with Tyreek Hill uh, and McCall Hardman. But like Jason mentioned, uh, if you need a first down, Tom Brady has way more options than Patrick Mahomes does. And this playoffs, we've seen um, Tom Brady throw some deep balls. And uh, I'd love to see um, a race between Sky Miller and Tyreek Hill, um, although they will not uh, face each other during the game. Probably two, uh, if not the two fastest um, players in the NFL this year. And I think. Um, there's definitely going to be a lot of deep balls. Um, and I think that comes 
to defense. Um, as I move into our next topic about defense thing, which team has a better defense? Is it the Bucks with Jason Pierre-Paul, who has nine and a half sacks on the year? Shaq Barrett with eight sacks? Vita Vea with two sacks? Sean Murphy bunting with a couple forced fumbles? Uh, Devin White with some as well? Um, and even in the playoffs, Devin White's got two fumble recoveries and an interception. On the KC side, Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger, got six interceptions, two QB hits, and Chris Jones uh, leading uh, stacks with seven and a half. Both teams have great offensive, great defenses. This is probably one of the best Super Bowls. Jason, which team has a better defense? For me, it's not really close. No disrespect to Chris Jones, Tyron Matthew, and the Chiefs defense, but the Bucks defense in the past few weeks, including the playoffs, they just looked incredible, um, especially their front seven on their defensive line and the linebackers. For the linebackers, you have Devin White, Shaquille Barrett, Levante David. Those are all elite linebackers. And then on the, um, on the defensive line, you got guys like Ndamukong Sue, Jason Pierre-Paul, Lita Vea. Those guys are all um, great veterans. And I think that they have a lot of depth there. And in the secondary, they got some nice young pieces like Murphy Bunting and Antoine Winfield Jr., who's been pretty good this year. And the Chiefs defense, they're looking pretty good. They're holding teams um, to a limited amount of points. Like, we were really surprised that Josh Allen didn't get a lot of points on the Chiefs defense. And that was because um, they performed well. And I think they will still have a good game. But overall, the better depth on defense comes from the Buccaneers. You know, it's definitely one of the greatest quarterback matchups in the Super Bowl, but the Bucks defense has been showing up as of late. They've been getting it done, like you said, Jason. So therefore, I gotta go with the Bucks defense. They've been showing up for Brady, picking off Rodgers multiple times, making the big plays. So I think the Bucks defense is better in this game. And the key to this game might as be whoever has the better defense, whoever has the better defense may get the dub in this game. So Brandon, what do you got? Yeah, I think um, the Bucs have a better uh, defense. Um, this team was considered the best defense going into the season. And um, as a QB, you're probably scared to face the Bucs. Um, they were all over Rodgers both during the regular season and the playoffs. The Bucs have a better defense. Shane, what do you think? Even though I want the Chiefs to win, but I think the Bucs have a good defense. They have de depth there. They have... Again, Levante David, Gong Kong Su, Jason Pierre-Paul, the rookie uh, sophomore, Devin White. Um, they also have um, – and I don't think their secondary is the best, but I think their linebackers and um, – and, uh, um, and the the line are pretty good. I think they can um, take uh, put pressure into Mahomes and maybe even block some uh, passes. All right, moving on. Uh, we're going to go quickly into our score predictions. I'm going to do mine really quickly. Uh, I have the Bucks winning, as um, you could hear. I'm rooting for the Bucks, and I think they'll win. Score 27 to 24. That's a flip of the Week 12 score. The Chiefs won by that uh, margin, and I think it'll be the opposite here. It's going to be a very tight game. I think the first half is controlled by the Kansas City Chiefs, but Tom Brady in the second half, we know will clutch up, so I got the Bucks. An interesting fact about this game is Russell Wilson's first year as a starter, he lost in the playoffs. So did Mahomes. 
Second-year starter, Russell Wilson won the Super Bowl. So did Mahomes. Third year as a starter, Russ lost to Brady. Mahomes lost to Brady. Or not yet. Mahomes might lose to Brady. My bad. Um, but I got to go with the Bucs. 31 to 28. I think the Bucs will get it done. Like in the second half, you said, Jason. I think Mahomes might control the first half. But Brady in the second half and comebacks dominant. Hopefully, I didn't just jinx it. I'm saying Mahomes lost to Brady as his third-year starter. But I got the Bucs. Brandon, what are your predictions? Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Bucs as well. I'm going to go 34-31. It's going to be a close game, high-scoring game, and uh, Bucks are going to come on top, uh, number seven for Tom Brady. Shane, close us out. Uh, I think the Chiefs are going to take it home 30-28. to They have the quarterback. They have the offense and some defense, and I think they're going to take it all home. All right. That's it for our Super Bowl. Hope you all enjoy the game on Sunday. I got a quick NHL update for you guys as Toronto leads the Canadian division at 8-2-1. The Tampa Bay Lightning lead the Central at 7-1-1 with a surprising second place team in that division is actually the Florida Panthers at 6-0-2. The Avalanche lead the West at 7-3-1 and our very own Boston Bruins lead the East in the whole NHL at 8-1-2. They have gotten out to a great start, and they're actually the first team since the 2003-04 Sharks to record a point in three straight games while playing two or more goals in the third period. They've done that three times, twice against the Capitals and the Flyers. They're off to a very good start. We thought that the young defenseman might be a problem, but it doesn't seem like this at the moment. Because, you know, great offense, it's a good defense, and they're scoring a lot of goals. They're looking really good. Hopefully they can go far again and hope they can keep it up. Jason, what are your thoughts on for the MLB update? Yeah, we got a lot of big signings and some trades here. More details on the George Springer deal that we mentioned last episode. Six years, $150 million to the Toronto Blue Jays. More big trade news after the Francisco Lindor deal. There's still a lot more going on. Third baseman Nolan Arnado has been dealt by the Colorado Rockies to the St. Louis Cardinals in a blockbuster deal. Didi Gregorius is going to re-sign with the Philadelphia Phillies on a two-year $28 million contract. Chris Archer, who got traded to the Pirates from Tampa Bay just a few years ago, he's going back to Tampa Bay to play for the Rays this upcoming season. Nelson Cruz returning to the Minnesota Twins on a one-year $13 million deal. Uh, Trevor Bauer, uh, within the last 24 hours, signed a big deal with the Los Angeles Dodgers, three years, $102 million. And then uh, some of the biggest news in the Boston Red Sox um, world, Dustin Bajoria, officially retiring from the game of baseball. Um, He's had a great career, uh, some MVPs, MVPs in there, and um, injuries have bottled him up, and that's how his career unfortunately ended. Now on to the soccer update with Brandon. Uh, just quickly before I go into the soccer update, uh, definitely um, a little sad news here in Dustin Thrive, but um, he was a great player, made a couple championships, but I'm not here to talk about MLB. I'm here to talk about soccer. I was going to do specifically to MLS, but there's been a couple of big news with U.S. men's national team, and a lot of U.S. Uh, MLS players are going abroad. Um, the news is MLS preseason will start February 22nd, with the regular season starting April 4th. Um, recently, our very own New England Revolution goalkeeper, Matt Turner, not only got his first cap, but uh, he got a shutout in a 7-0 win, including a PK save. Um, so uh, congrats to Matt Turner for his first cap. And uh, Swansea City um, has some loans with some MLS teams. Sounders FC, Jordan Morris, and D.C. United 
Paul Ariola, 12 U.S. men national team stars, heading to Swansea City. With that, we're going to wrap up episode 19. First, want to give a quick shout out to my friend Shane. Thank you for joining us. Uh, come on, come back soon. We love uh, hearing your thoughts. And uh, definitely was nice to hear um, a different opinion. And uh, we're going to root for the Bucks while you root for the Chiefs. Um, Super Bowl Sunday tomorrow. Um, enjoy the weekend. And with that, we are out of here. Peace. We'll see you next time on Thanks for the having DJ me. Show.